Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning. Welcome to On The Pace. I'm Michael Gear and your host for the next half an hour of All Things Harness. I hope you enjoyed Everest weekend. I hope you picked the winner. There was plenty of great racing around the state and the country. There's some great racing coming up on the Harness Racing front. The next two weeks are huge. Breeders' Challenge coming in from not only Menangle for the semi-finals this week, but then after the three-year-old semi-finals, we have the barrier draws for the final live on Facebook out of the Menangle studios on Saturday night because the next Saturday is the Superdist Saturday. And that's not a word, but I use it anyway because they have the Breeders' Challenge finals, two- and three-year-olds, and the Len Smith Mile. So, so much to look forward to. But before then, you may well need a winner. And we're heading to Bankstown today on the small circuit there. First on the card goes just after 2 o'clock, 2.12 for the Trotters. Our guest today is a young lady who has plenty of success, Kerry McDowell, in the Bathurst region. And Kerry, thanks for joining us on the show again. Last time we spoke, you had just won a major race in Victoria. Um, Have you got over that yet? Those big wins. You keep on celebrating them. Now I could say we've probably watched that about 25 times now. <laughs> that, that was my next question. How many times have you watched the Group 1 out of Victoria? Uh, nothing quite so sexy going on today at Bathurst, I sorry, Bankstown, but there's chances to, to back a winner for our listeners at home. You guys have a big team in today, and let's get into race two. At 2.49, you have We Are All Alone. Drawn one off the second line, but I thought with a fair crack at them, had to be a chance here. Yeah, definitely. Um, she's um, she's really coming along well this season, this time back in. She's really starting to put it together. You know, she's got to win a couple of starts back. Um, but we're, we've just got our eye on Kevin's got his first starter in there today, Kevin Bizzuto. So we're not quite sure how it'll go, but we think she's a chance. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I know the Bazuto horse pretty well. It's it's no star. It's probably good enough to win three or four in New South Wales, but I wouldn't be terrified of it. So go late and not to show it too much respect. And you don't have a horse in the third on the car, but you've got three in the fourth on the card. You've got New York Rain, Chesmack, and yep. All Star Magician. Which one of those three do you favour more for the punters? Uh, I think New York Rain. Um, she tried really well last week. Um, we're just hoping for a good performance out of her today. Um, you know, all-star magician drawing 10, that's a bit of a tough ask at Bankstown for him. Um, and Shesmack, she's sort of better off the front line. Um, she's an honest mare, but, yeah, she, she's better when she's drawn the front. New York Rain's a big type of a mare, and she's been very good to you guys. She's had the five wins. Is she a horse who will get around Bankstown okay? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we've actually um, put uh, spreaders just to help her a little bit on the tighter tracks, and she seems to do well. Uh, we trialled her at Penrith last week, and she got around there fine. Okay, that's always a big help. Um, yeah. Race five on the card, you've got better sensation. Again, the barrier draws aren't great for you, but I thought um, a good enough chance in a race like this. Yeah, I agree, Nick. He, um, you know, Barry Ten's definitely not ideal at Bankstown, but um, you know he's a reasonable horse. Um, he's in form, you know, in in form at the moment as long as he does everything right. Um, so yeah, he's a chance as well. 
Peter Barry drew a race six on the card here, Kerry, for your mate. She's a Mac, the horse named after you. From the inside barrier, she's won five races and over 50k, and I thought if she could hold up from the inside here for Leighton, had to be really hard to beat. Yeah, I agree. Um, she's um, She was actually really unlucky last start, um, but definitely gets a really good chance with a you know, good draw today. Is she a horse who likes to race in front? Because obviously for the punters, uh, Keza, if she happens to lead, they're going to want to see a stadium because it's always a more comfortable watch. Yes, no, she is. She is a, a horse that likes to sort of get out in front and be up there in it. Um, and she's she's fairly strong as well. So, no, she's definitely a, a good chance. And um, and you've got uh, Sedana as well that's, that's going to be coming off her back. She's she's a, also a good chance if she can follow her through. I was going to ask you about those two. So Sedana and Matai Vala drawn the second line. Uh, Sadana is drawn on the back of Kezabek, so potentially, if she was to trail her into the race, which one would you favour more in the last sort of sprint up the straight around Bankstown? Well, I think I'm always going to be a little bit biased with Keza <laughs> if the, the pace is on. But you know what? Sadana is actually, um, she's been racing really well as, as, at the moment as well, so she's in good form. So it's very hard to split between those two. Okay, that well, I've yeah. the card. In the last on the card, you've got Volando Denario, who's actually been in really good form. And Caught on the Edge is an interesting horse because Caught on the Edge has really high gate speed. But a couple of times recently, uh, he's been driven with a sit and he's actually seemed to enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. Um, he, he definitely likes it when the pace is on, um, you know, um, and as you've seen, uh, the last few times he's won, especially at Penrith, um, rattling home from sort of almost last. Um, so, yeah, he's he's not out of the picture. He's still a good chance. But Valando Denario at the moment, she's just in her career best form. Um, and she's, you know, it's going to be tough off the back row for her, but, you know, she's still a good chance as well. Okay. So those who, who like to bet, and unlike you, Kiri, don't just love the horses and want to pack them all day. For those who like to make a dollar, which one do you think is your best chance of getting a win at Bankstown this afternoon? Well, I think I need to go with um, Kazamak. She's got the best draw of the day. Um, and if anyone watched her you know, last start, she went over the line under a stranglehold, just couldn't get a fair crack at him. So she's, she's probably the best chance today, I think. Mm, Kiri. I was worried you might say that because I think if Kizamak was in a two-horse race against Winks, you would still pick Kizamak. So I think you may be a little bit biased, to be completely honest. <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about tomorrow at Menangle. It's a Tuesday afternoon into the evening meeting. And uh, Bertie Jones finds himself mm-hmm. in not the strongest race in the world, race eight tomorrow. Good second two starts ago. Thought it wasn't a bad chance. No, he. I agree. He is. He's. Um. You know. He's racing really well at the moment. Um. You know. It is, like you said, it is a little bit tougher than what he's been in, but um, he's still a very good chance as well. I thought the race of the day there tomorrow, race nine, the last on the card at a man angle. Um. You guys have Anais in from Barrier One, and and that sounds good because clearly it has the ability to win. But this is actually a pretty nice race for an up to seventy. Yeah. It is. We looked at it as well and thought, it, you know, it is a good, strong, um, you know, race. But he's racing really strongly as well. Um, I thought you might be a little bit biased there because I know you like it. <laughs> well, I, I, I do, but I must admit, I actually think it's a pretty nice field. I'm actually a big fan yeah. of Terry Rama. So I reckon, it's a, I reckon it's the absolute highlight of the card there tomorrow, the last on the card. 
Yeah, well, I, I think so as well. I think, um, I don't know, you know, you just never know with him. He, he likes to be up there and in the fight, and he is a really good, strong horse. So we think he's a chance as well tomorrow, like a good chance. All right, Kerry, it's uh, getting to Breeders' Challenge semi-finals. I know some were last weekend, some were this weekend, then into the finals. Have you got a Breeders' Challenge horse around you? We we that uh, we're all alone um, with our three-year-old. She went in there, but I think she she's just going to miss out on the semi. So we actually don't, which is the first time in a long time we haven't had anyone in the in the Breeders' semis. Well, look, you used up all that Group 1 luck in Victoria, obviously, Kerry. We love your infectious love for your horses. Good luck today at Bankstown. Good luck tomorrow at Menangle. Thank you for joining us. Oh, Thank you very much for having me, Nick. That's Kerry McDowell. Um, she absolutely adores her horses. And she got Keita Mackin today from Barrier 1 at Bankstown. But while she loves the horse, I think maybe we should take it with a pinch of salt. But they do have a good team there today. And I think caught on the edge is a horse worth following for them. One of the greats of New South Wales Harness Racing is going to join us next, and that's Darren Binskin. Not sure if he's with us just yet. Darren, are you with us, brother? I'm with you, Mick, all the way. Glad to hear it, mate. I tell you what, you had a steer on a good horse at Menangle on Saturday night, line up. I know he was fresh up for a while, got tired near the line, but did he give you that good horse feel? Uh, he's a good horse. He's a good horse. He's an amazing horse, really. Um, Eighteen months off racing, had two trials, and then went to the front. Had a little bit of a blood. Just probably needs the racing to liven his brain up a little bit. Being a four-year-old stain now, but uh, yeah, he sort of waited, and then we got home in twenty-six months. He wasn't going to let the other horse pass him, but he just sort of waited a little bit. But he'll be a lot sharper in the next couple of starts. How did you get hold of him? Because obviously Emilio had him with Anthony and, and Sonia and they moved to Victoria. Uh, are you going to be doing quite a bit of training for Emilio and Mary now? Because I've seen the stride name around quite a bit. Even this one doesn't carry the stride name. You've got a, a few in their colours at the moment. Yes, yes. We've got a um, Martini run second the other day in the Breeders' Challenge and Alpine, I thought, uh, was a good fourth in the Open. Uh, but line up, he came here, he He's had his issues. Obviously, if you haven't raced in 18 months, you've had problems. And um, Mary and Emilio didn't want to risk him, so they kept uh, him in cotton wool and had our vet, Christine Smith, make sure before he could start that he was going to be 100%. So they've actually been really patient with a horse like him. And I was lucky enough that uh, Christine's up here and I'm up here and that's how we, we got him. He's won two derbies, and as we saw with Max Delight in the Victoria Cup last week, those derby-winning horses usually go on to make grand circuit horses. Does he seem like a grand circuit horse to you, or will his body not stand up to those type of preparations? Well, touch wood at the moment, uh, Mick. We've never had a, a day's issue with him. Um, we water walk him, work him in the sand a lot, and you know, just doing the less of the concussion training, but a lot of resistance training. So. That's why there's so much more improvement. And once he gets over the journey, that's where he comes into his own with, you know, being the derbies, the longer distances. Is he, he is a miler, but uh, if they if somebody got out and really ran or when he switches on, he gets in front and runs along hard, he'll, he'll go fast. He'll go at 48 or better. 
All right, so what type of race do you have in mind for him? Because I presume the Len Smith mile on Saturday week's going to come up too quickly, and then you have an Inter-Dominion. Is he a horse who would potentially be ready for an Inter-Dominion, or would that be too taxing on his body too early in this campaign? Well, at this stage, we're going to we're going to focus on um, the Inter-Dominion. Uh, it's the Len Smith, if he, if he backs up, if he feels good this week, who knows, he might go around in that, but... Definitely the Dominion's on his main target. Uh, but if any time that we think his body's not coping with it, he, he'll stop. So be assured that we won't push him more than he has to be pushed. But he's a type of horse. He's a better delight, which you know a lot about. They're very laid-back sort of horses. They seem to get better in the better races. Uh, the longer distance, the longer straight at Menangle sort of suits him. Uh no, it's not a race that he shouldn't go around if his body's right, Mick. You mentioned the fact he's a bit as delight, and, and so often they're, they, they feel like horses who want to be with you. They're lazy, but they feel like there's always more there. Is that one of the key things about him coming back from injury, the fact that he, he is with you and he wants to be there? Yeah, the, the difference is he, he's a very intelligent horse. Uh, I've been lucky enough. I've been around some really great horses, uh, like Popular Arm. They give you the same feel that they've got the intelligence that once you can get inside their head, uh, they know what you want of them, but they also hold that little bit back. And I think it's just they keep holding it back till when it really matters and you really get to the bottom of them, say, a grand circuit race. That's when they give you the, the, their all, and that's why horses like Lazarus, Tiger Tara, all those betters delights were so good because come the big race day, that's when they stood up. Mate, you mentioned Martini Stride. She finished second in her two-year-old Philly semi-final on Saturday night. I thought she was closing really purposefully on, on Captain's Queen, and I think she's got a chance in the final if she can draw well. But, dear, what, it's an incredibly deep two-year-old final when you look at some of the performances in the heats. Well, usually the fillies, Mick, as you know, usually the one standout filly, she seems to dominate the whole lot. But there's a bunch of two-year-old fillies uh would need a lot of luck or really good barrier draws. And there could be even knockout horses like Captain's Queen was good, Martini's Drive was good, Madrid was good, uh, Miss X couldn't get it clear going down the straight uh, in a fast mile. So, and the horse that was outside the leader, Silk Cloud, it, it was, its performance was really good. So I, I reckon you're right. I think it's a, a good bunch of three uh, two-year-old fillies and it would be exciting next year for the Oaks if they all keep progressing well. Mate, we head to Menangle tomorrow, and uh, obviously the Tuesday afternoons aren't quite as intense as the uh, <laughs> as the Saturday night stuff was. Um, what are you going around tomorrow, mate? That could be a chance for the punters, because I see you've got a couple with me. Oh, I've got a, a nice horse, Arden's Ace. He's coming back from a, a short break. Uh, he's a nice horse. Give him, if he gets a little bit of luck, he'll finish quick. Uh, Shan Lou uh, posted the one... 50.8, I think, mile, fastest three-year-old filly in Australasia. Uh, she gets the right run. She's, uh, she was a very unlucky at last start, so you've got to give her a chance. Queen of Dance is ever consistent. I'm not driving her, but um, Tony trains her, so she should be she should be somewhere around it. Um, my little trotter's coming back. Um, Scenic Sky probably needs a few races. He's fit enough. But race fitness is all important. Um, that's about that's about it, Mick. I reckon uh, warfare. That's sort of a tough race. Um, 
I had to talk to Kerry McDowell. It's there's a couple of races there that are like half Saturday night horses uh, racing Tuesday because they couldn't go around. So Warfare last start was really good, but he's the type of horse. He's an opportunist. If he gets the right run, he can finish over the top of them. Mate, you've got a lot of horses around you at the moment. You've got you know, the four or five in play tomorrow, and you've obviously got these these good horses around you. Is this the biggest team or biggest, shall we say, depth of a team you've had around you for a while? Yeah, it's the old saying, Mick, um, you never lose your ability, you just lose the opportunity. And uh, As luck would have it, I think, more luck than, than management, uh, horses have rolled in uh, that are quite nice, uh, and Emilio's give me two really nice him marrying himself again line up and alpine stride after they split with um anthony and martini so i'm very lucky that i've got those horses mate you do a fair bit of driving at an angle these days tell us about the track at the moment because they seem to be buzzing home very quick the last quarters but we've seen oh, some fast times at the trials overall we've seen a few sub 150s at the trials but we haven't seen many sub-150s at the races recently. Have they re-topped the track, uh, Darren? Is there something going on there? Was, it, was there a backwind up the straight the other day? Because they seem to be really scooting home, but I can't remember too many sub-50s in the last well, last six months, to be honest. Yeah, early in the night, we had, we had uh, terrible winds during the day, and early in the night, it was playing a factor, and then the winds dropped, and a couple of the babies run some fast miles, but I think a couple of the the better races, it's more like a tactical thing. It's like lineup could have went a lot faster, but he would have been vulnerable first up having a horse sitting on his back and then just filling out like um, Fairy Tinkerbell did. So I had to sort of take that out of play by going a little slower and then just ripping up the straight. So tactically, that's what I did to, to win. Uh, the the open class is much the same. I think everyone thought Extensive Ego was sort of too good. They run a, a 31 quarter, which is unheard of in the open. But I think you'll find in the next couple of weeks, no, they'll break the clock. They'll be very, very fast miles shortly because the track's in good order. We've had a lot of good rain. It's, it's consolidated. And yet, you know, you're going to see sub 50 miles there, Mick. Mate, looking forward to seeing all this hot racing over the next uh, 10 or 12 days, and great to have you involved in it, mate, with Lineup and Martini Stride and plenty of other horses. Thanks for joining us this morning, Darren. Thanks, Mick. I couldn't be happier having the horses I've got. Yeah, oh, mate, well, we're thrilled to see you back. Harness racing needs chipper happy people, and you're both. That's good. That's DJ Binskin, Darren Binskin. He's uh, one of the best and from the legendary Binskin family. He's got his hands on a good horse at the moment in Lineup, who will be back this week. At Menangle, and potentially he could be heading to the Lensmith Mile the week after. Well, a man who had an even bigger night than Darren at Menangle on Saturday night was Cameron Hart. Cameron, thank you for joining us this morning, mate. Uh, we had a big old night at the office. You had some pretty good juvenile horsepower in front of you. Hey, Mick, how you going? Yeah, that's right. I had a really good night, and just lucky enough to be sitting, you know, behind a couple of handy ones this year, which is nice and. Um, you know, Jared's doing such a good job to, to keep him ticking over all, all throughout this season. Sweet Hastings had Jared on the show yesterday morning to discuss Saturday night. What did it feel like for you on my ultimate Ronnie when you went straight past Smoltese in the first semi final? Because he's a very good horse, Smoltese, and he was all the hype, but your boy hit the line and went straight past him. 
yeah, he really um, was a really exciting run, and you know, he surprised me how uh, well he did it. Like, you know, two year olds probably shouldn't be able to go one fifty into it probably as easy as what he did. He, uh, you know, small tees, like you said, he's such a quality quality animal, and when he was able to put him away quite comfortable, um, that was really surprising. But you know, he's just such a good little racehorse, Miles and Ronnie. So definitely just keeps getting better and better. Well, for most drivers, that would be the highlight of their juvenile night. But a couple of races later, his stable mate, my ultimate Byron, was, I'm not sure, maybe more impressive. He was in a slightly slower time and maybe the field wasn't quite as deep, but he bolted in two. So of these two wonderful two-year-olds, which one do you think is more advanced, Cameron? Yeah, I think my ultimate Byron's probably just a little... Like probably a step ahead of Miles Ronnie at this stage. Um, you know, he's such a big, strong horse and free rolling sort of type. And you know, I think he can go quicker than probably what he did on on Saturday for sure. But um, you know, Miles Met Ronnie he just keeps progressing well throughout the season and he's getting better and better. So I, I can't say there's a lot between them, but I think Byron's still um, the pick of them. Okay, do you get to make that choice before the barrier draws, which will be live on Facebook? on Saturday night, or does Jared give you the option to wait for the draws before you make that choice? Yeah, I'll get the option. Um, probably just whenever I sort of want to make that call, I can make it, I think. But, um, you know, at this stage, I'll be sticking with Byron. I, I don't really think barrier draws are going to come into it too much. Um, even if he draws 10, I'll, pro- I'll probably be sticking with him. Mate, it must be a nice place to be in, in your career at such a young age to have those two options in a race like the Breeders' Challenge final. Yeah, definitely. Just, um, yeah, really grateful for the, for the opportunity that Jared and, and Scott Whitten have given me this season. Um, you know, I'm still only quite young and, you know, um, you know, to get on a couple of handy horses like this is definitely a, a big thrill for me. And, you know, hopefully we can get the job done come final night. Talking about final night, which is Saturday week, you're on Madrid, I presume, in the two-year-old Phillies final. I can't remember, Cameron, seeing a two-year-old filly who leaves the gate quite this quickly. She is remarkably fast off the gate. Yeah, for sure. She's um, she's lightning off the gate. She's probably one of the quickest horses I've driven, um, you know, off the gate. Even, you know, some of the open-class horses should, should be able to come out with some of the quicker ones with them. So that's quite remarkable. She actually got ahead on the side a little bit just coming out of the gate um, on Saturday night. So I just sort of balanced her for 50 and then went for her and she still crossed them with ease. So probably just shows you how quick she is. Silk Cloud was getting relatively close to you at the line in the semi-final on Saturday night when you were driving Madrid. And Miss X in behind you probably didn't get the most luck either. Did you still have more up your sleeve or was Madrid flat out? Yeah, she's just like a typical good filly. She um she doesn't like letting them pass and I think if Silk Cloud had really put it put it to the test, um, I think she would have held it off but uh taken nothing away from those two fillies. They're they're quality fillies and you know, Miss X I expected her to run a good race when she had that cozy barrier. She's obviously a quality filly, but Silk Cloud really impressed me because she had to do it from a bad barrier and you know, she stuck with me up the straight. So it's definitely gonna be a competitive final. A horse I was surprised, Cameron, who was short enough in the market the other day, it did drift late, was the stunning nun who's been trialling well. It, 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 I thought it was out of its grade in the Kevin Robinson Memorial. When she gets back to a mare's grade, away from the expense of Egos and Ultra Orlando, should the punters follow her? Yeah, for sure. She's definitely going to be a, a horse to be 
you know, following coming to those mare, mare's races. She's uh, definitely a quality mare. She just got hanging a little bit on Saturday. I think she might have been able to run into a place that just wasn't able to get her out from the trail, um, you know, quick enough. Uh, and then a horse sort of covered me up from the outside. So she didn't have a lot of luck in the, the run home. So I expect her to bounce back and, um, you know, be hard to beat in whatever she lines up in next. Mate, you're heading to uh, Bankstown today. Have you got anything there you think can can win a race for you? Because uh, for a guy like yourself, you don't have the uh, the biggest book of drives. It's my apology. Sorry, you don't you don't have the biggest book of drives. It's probably not your strongest book of drives either. Yeah, I really like probably Ideal Fantasy. She probably looks my best hope in race six. She's dropping back in grade. She's got the second line to contend with, but Barry eight. Hopefully, we can sort of track through a little bit. You know, that drop in class should now really help her. Mate, you head, as always, to Menangle tomorrow. You're driving an interesting horse in the first on the card, Alluring Tyron. Now, not a super strong field. She's only a young little filly, but I thought OK last time. Running second won't need to go that much better to, to be a chance tomorrow in the first on the card because the horse who better last time is a good horse. Yeah, for sure. She's definitely a quality filly, and she's got that really good gate speed that she can put herself in a good spot. So, um you know, I expect her to be a big chance. Like you said, she uh, ran second to a really quality horse last time and probably dropping back to the mile this week is going to really suit her as well. So, yeah, she's a top chance for sure. Cam, there's the horse you're driving tomorrow in the last race who's a bit of a trick. I'm not sure because I've obviously never driven him, but he, he looks like he gets a knee occasionally in Terry Rama. Uh, he was really good, I thought, on his Menangle debut two starts ago. What happened at the top of the straight last time? Yeah, it's just a really awkward gated horse. He, um, you know, touches the boot a bit and um, you can get a bit rough. And, you know, Jace hasn't had him overly long, so he's just still trying to work him out a little bit. But he's a horse with plenty of ability and, and good speed when he puts it all together. So hopefully, you know, it's been, you know, two or three weeks between runs and Jace said he's been really working hard on him. So I'm sure he can bounce back in this sort of race. It's not a bad field, but it is a drop in grade. Is he a horse who might eat, even be better over 2,300, Cameron, when he can sort of get ahead of steam up or, or be saved for a run rather than sort of in a mile where it's a bit more push and shove? Yeah, he probably the 2,300 would suit him just so he can have a bit of time to balance up um, and you know get in his rhythm a little bit. Whereas at the mile, you sort of don't have time. It's like when they're running big miles at Menangle, it's, it's hard to sort of get rough like that and be able to you know, go with some quality horses, but I'm sure Jace will um, have him tip top this week and uh, with a little bit of luck, he's going to be right in it. Uh, smooth debate goes around in race seven there tomorrow for Jason Grimson also. I thought that it had to be a pretty good chance. It looked like it hasn't finished winning yet. Yeah, for sure. She was um, really impressive last start when she won and she looks like she's um, a horse that can go through a grade. She's still pretty lowly assessed, so I think Jace has got a nice opinion of her and I think she'll be a really good chance in that race as well. All right, Cameron, you've got a huge act to follow after your performance on Saturday night. Uh, Banks down today, Menangle tomorrow. For the Sky Sport Radio listeners, what's your number one best chance of driving a winner in the next 30 hours? Yeah, I probably like Ideal Fantasy today at Bankstown. She's probably my best of the day. Um, you know, either Terry Rama or Smooth Debate, probably Tuesday. I think they're both top chances. So those are probably the three um, across the two days. Mate, you're doing a great job. I know the family's very proud of you, so keep it up. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing how you get on next week with that Breeders' Challenge finals night, the big one coming up from an angle. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate it. That's Cameron Hart. He was in wicked form, albeit 
with some real horsepower in front of him last Saturday at Menangle. He's racing today at Bankstown, as is Kerry McDowell. We thank them both. Darren Binskin's got a good horse in the stable at the moment. He heads to Menangle tomorrow. What happens this week? Well, we have the Breeders' Challenge semi-finals for the three-year-olds on Saturday night. Then on Facebook from the Menangle Studios, we have the barrier draws for the finals to be held the next Saturday. That's two-year-olds, fillies and boys. Three-year-olds, fillies and boys. It's also Len Smith Mile Night. So things getting awfully serious in harness racing in New South Wales as we count down six weeks out to the start of the Inter-Dominions. All that information and odds available on either harness.org.au or... If you're having a bit, bit responsibly, tab.com.au. Thanks for listening to On The Pace. We'll be back at 10.30 on Wednesday morning with Brittany Graham.